Anyway, let's not waste anyone's time because people don't give a shit about the pre-show today. No, no pre-show. Let's go. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. We are, uh, this is the first show we've done in what, three weeks together? That's wild. I can't believe, you mean this is the third week? Yeah, that, yeah, there were yeah. there were two weeks in between, so it was three okay. weeks ago, and uh, like I said in the pre-show, what if you want to call that a pre-show, whatever <laughs> the hell it was, nobody no people just want us to get to the topic at hand today, and you know quite often, I know that it comes up here and there the uh, von Hessler doctrine, the radio show that ties all of this together, and probably provides 100% of our listenership, people who also listen to that show. But in my mind, maybe there are a few people who listen to this and have no idea about that radio show. And mm. to those people, I apologize, because this week's episode will be focused on the changes, the happenings of the Von Hessler Doctrine on WSB, 750 AM, yes. 95.5 FM. Does anyone still listen on AM? If I were in Atlanta, I would. Would you? You like the you like the AM signal when you're driving in your car and you press the gas pedal and you can hear the hum change pitch. I don't. Like, ha- I never had that. It's like, there's a hum and an AM signal. It's like, uh, and then you press the gas pedal and as the revving mm. goes up in the engine, yeah, and goes up with it. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I never had that. Um, I uh, was raised on 750, so. AM is where it's at. <laughs> your your parents ninety five just, five was the beat for me. It was never WSB. Your parents just sat you down in front of the radio box and say, "Raise, raise her, raise her child." Yes, I listened to the Home and Garden Show. I listened to the Home Fix It Show. I listened to Bortz. I listened to Hannity. I listened to the Morning Show when there was like a morning show during the news in the morning. Morning. You listened to Hannity. I don't know if I really had a lot of opinions about what he was saying. And I wonder if he was less intense back then. Like, I think Bortz was pretty intense and sort of shocking in some ways, which I didn't believe everything he said, especially when he said things that were shocking. I was like, okay. But uh, with Hannity, I wonder if he was less divisive as he is now, because that's just the sort of the temperature of the room. Yeah, as time went on, I know that yeah. things became more extreme. And that this was maybe before Bortz got old and cranky, yeah. which is maybe also happening in our immediate <laughs> orbit. Anyway, so <laughs> let's, let's just jump into it. Let's do because it. Because you promised people online that you would talk about the shift of the, the time slot shift. Yes, from nine to noon, which was just great, to... Four to seven, which I hope is great. <laughs> the show, how long has it been nine to noon at this point? I know it started just at noon. Maybe Wait, six no. years. Did it start at 11? See, I can't remember the progression. I don't at this remember point. either. Because wasn't it like three hours on a Sunday and then it was one hour a week uh, during the week? Uh, sorry, each weekday. And then it moved to. See, I don't I don't remember, but I think it's been the morning like four or five years yeah it was it doesn't matter 
yeah, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that um, it was a great time slot just speaking for me because everything is done by one o'clock and then I can fill my day with the rest of anything else I need to do, whether it's personal or professional. And uh, I happen to fill my days with professional things that take place in the evenings. And now that's cutting into that. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that. And I agree, it's concerning. And I think a lot of people have had the same thought. What about Autumn's other jobs? What about Autumn's kids? Going to the time slot swap itself. I got a text from Eric the other day. said, show's moving, four to seven, starting May 1st. And... Was it that Kurt? Yeah, it was. That was it. I mean, we ended up having more of a conversation. Okay. But I didn't know what to make of it at first, and it did kind of feel like a demotion. Yeah, I don't know enough about sort of the insides of radio where is that good or bad? I'm being told it's good because it's drive time and it's more exposure to, you know, people driving. Most, most radio stations, it would be an upgrade because you would uh-huh. want the drive time. Uh, traditionally, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. was the morning show and that was the morning drive. An afternoon drive was 3 to 7. And right. if you were doing a midday show, which is what, you know, the it's doctor... It's kind of like what we were. Yeah. Yeah, that was a midday show. Normally... Going to afternoons, say, oh, wow, that's that is a promotion. That is an upgrade. But WSB has that strange history where the nine to noon slot has prestige attached to it. Yeah. And because of that, and I think I, I, I guess that was born out of it just being Bortz's previous shift. I think so. And that I don't think that's any reason to keep its prestige title. Just because one dude had a popular show in it and us, <laughs> we have a popular show in that time slot. I agree. And listening habits, even though we're talking about when Bortz was on, people listen differently. I guess you Absolutely. could you could stream online, but for the most part, and yes, there's always traffic in Atlanta and there's always people in their cars, but there weren't really podcasts after the fact. So you'd have to catch the show live. And if mm-hmm. you're at work sitting in an office you probably weren't listening to the radio. So it's a bit surprising to me that people view that slot. And, uh, you know, as I say that things have shifted, people work from home. Now Uh, you can stream the show live and maybe you could do that back then when he was on. I mean, it wasn't like you could, but people weren't doing that. I mean, I'm sorry. People might be doing that in their offices and stuff, but it's just totally different now. You know, I wouldn't, um, I don't know if I'd enjoy listening to a show that was on the radio. I'd rather download it as a podcast so that it was more streamlined, you know, with the commercials are taken out. Um, You know, I'm assuming that I I don't know if when it when it when we move it into it being a podcast after it's aired live from four to seven, will we include the traffic stops? You know, I'm not sure, but I don't know how that would be edited out. I think that'd be hard to do. Oh, but it, it, anyway. I don't, I don't think it's difficult to do. It just requires a little bit of extra work, but who's going to yeah, do that? A lot, who's like. who's going to end up doing that work? Making yeah, that edit. And that is one of the things that is, that's come up, you know, the switch itself. 
I had the feeling, it's like, oh, no, is that a demotion? Is this a bad thing? Are they trying mm-hmm. to get rid of the show? And the more I talked to Eric, and apparently, and I don't know how much I'm allowed to divulge, but I'm not really giving away details of anything specific, but I guess this is something that has been on the radar for several months at this point. And there's mm-hmm. been conversations going on behind the scenes, and there was some kind of market test. Uh, WSB yeah, wants there was to, testing done. Yeah, WSB needs to bolster its afternoon ratings. Because, you know, the station... As a whole, I don't get the breakdown of ratings. I don't know the different day parts ratings. In the most recent ratings period, WSB was number three behind Magic. I don't know what station Magic is. And The River, which still blows right. my mind that The River, with that, the music that they play, is somehow the top-rated station which with huge numbers. Feels good. Feels familiar. Is that, is that all it is? Is that? Yeah, probably. If you're if you're listening to if you don't have a way to listen to anything else in your car, but you do. Like, everyone does. I mean, not everyone. Okay, there's some people still yeah, driving uh, the 1973 Datsun. Fine. Well, let's say you just have a a, a very mm, bare bones car. You don't have Sirius XM. You can you can Bluetooth your phone to your car unless sometimes. Uh, your car, like when you when you plug in your phone into your car, it treats it like an iPod, and it's like, what is this? And then your phone's like, I don't speak iPod, you know, because I'm not an I still, iPod. I'm I still don't think it's the majority of people. I know that these things exist with other okay. people, but uh, I mean, and, and I'm not wishing ill on the river. We obviously know no, people who work course. there. It's part of the Cox Media Group in Atlanta. Yeah. So you know, I'm not rooting for its failure. It just is surprising to me that because it's not. I know it's it's programmed differently, but it's not different that different than ninety six rock, let's say. Yeah. And that was never you know, the station was fine and it had its periods where it was doing really well, but I don't think there was an extended run of ninety six rock being number one in the market. So, you know, congratulations to the programming and whatever they hit on, they got it right and it's been number one for quite a while. And WSB has been I think at some point it was down to six overall. And again, these are just, I think these are six plus numbers. So you're not getting the day part breakdowns. You're not getting the demographics that people look at when they really want to sell the station. So it's hard for me to speak to that. Um, And if we were on the air, we wouldn't even be able to speak to that. That's illegal. And is it straight up illegal? I don't know if you can get fined no, for it. I don't know I don't what it think is. It's illegal. Yeah, but you're not supposed to go on. Like there's there's something because it's the idea is you're influencing. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, it's a muddying the the purity of the numbers. Yeah, you can be vague about it, but if you went uh-huh. into specific details, um, but you know, so WSB for whatever reason, I'm sure we could spend a whole hour breaking it down the reasons that it has fallen because from what I remember my time in radio in Atlanta, it was always number one. No one was beating it. Sometimes hot 97. Sorry, not hot, sure. not hot 97. That's uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. That's here in New York, hot 97 V one Oh three, which itself has fallen off. And you've got uh, other R and B stations, urban stations that are doing much better than that, which I have, you know, I don't follow it closely, but that in itself is kind of surprising. Maybe people just get tired of things. Maybe something new comes into the scene. You're like, yeah. When I was when I was in high school, there was 
another rap station that came on and had a very weak signal. And I remember thinking that was cooler, though, because it was the underdog station. <laughs> so there anyway. was a there was like some 90s hip hop station, I think, that was around for just a second in Atlanta. That was so awesome. It was like in 2018 or 19. It was awesome. I don't remember what it was. I think it's gone. Well, you bringing up the beat, 95.5 The Beat. Mm-hmm. The purpose of that, because WSB and, and V103 were always in contention for number one, was to pull some of V103's ratings away so WSB could be the clear number one station. So as things shifted, though, you know, it, it's dropped at some point. Like I said, I think it was sixth in the ratings, maybe even seventh. Maybe people don't want to listen to, you know, too much to things that stress them out. You know, they're getting a lot of stress. We're all stressed. It could be that. everywhere but and I every mean, which way. And so it's like, I just want to listen to like, shanty mama and put a good buzz on. Possibly. You know, I do think some of that plays into it. I think shifting values and political views plays into it. That's true. Like a lot of the old school, the old school people think you know wsb's gone left yeah it's not nearly conservative and then all the enough. people that are on that left side say wsb's right so <laughs> it's whatever <laughs> i know it's pretty funny if you if you look at the day parts now and you break it down you've got the morning news which is just uh-huh. pretty much news yeah and then you've got our show von hessler doctrine which relatively moderate show and i know that heavier topics come up and maybe there is fatigue. You said it right. Relatively moderate. Relatively. Yeah, I mean, there's Eric's views lean right a bit. But I mean, there's other things where he's he leans left and it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily matter. And then you have Eric Erickson, who is definitely right. And then you have the one hour of Hannity. Then you have Aram, who is apolitical <laughs> for the most part. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, in looking at it, if there's fatigue... That could certainly be a part of it. The audience who was there before, whatever the fuck the reasons are, they looked at it. They said, you know what? Afternoons right now, we need to bolster this moving the show to afternoons. And then I also heard at some point, who knows, this has been flying around forever. Uh, Maybe Hannity's hour finally goes away. There was a fear that if they let that go, some other station in the market would take Hannity and then they have to compete with Hannity. But I don't think that the pull is there anymore. Or or there is a very specific audience who would like to hear that. I don't know where he'd even go at this point. Right. GST. I don't know. God knows what that station is. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think that I think they'd be fine to lose that hour at some point in the future. It'd be fine. And then the idea is it goes to the show. It goes to the doctrine. Right. And then I've heard rumors of an after show popping up. Yeah, it's like, dude, I got to work till eight every where the, night. Where the doctrinaires, with the kids? where the doctrinaires host an hour. I don't care if it's the kid when I don't have the kids. I'm fine. That's the thing. It's that, except for fuck. Oh my god, it's so. <laughs> it's. I hope that it will benefit the show and therefore me but i am not at the top of you know i'm not the strongest bird in the nest that's getting fed all the worms you know i i'm a little bit further down 
And I'm missing like every third worm because no, I'm only getting every third worm. No, because... it's a it's a huge shift. Thinking yeah. about it when I when I got the news at first, you know, we're inherently selfish beings, and I thought about how it would affect my life because yeah. I've got things. It's much easier for me to get away from my real job in the morning because some people work on the West Coast, so they're not even online until later. Mm-hmm. And I can block off like the first two hours of the day, first three hours of my workday and just say, uh, you know, as far as other people are concerned, that's my time to really dig in and do the work I need to do to set up myself up for the day. And then I can move into meetings. And then quite often in the afternoon is when I have meetings and recordings and other things to do. Yeah. And I was thinking about, you know, ultimately I'll figure out a way to make it work. I'm only on three days a week. I know that the format's going to be shifting a bit because it's going to have to fit the new clock. Uh, you might not be able to stick around like you used to, but you could still fig- block out times where you could I mean, do I c- your segments. I could also just say, like, look, I have to be done with work my, you know, on on certain days. You don't really have to give details. It's like, look, my life has shifted. Things have come up, and I yeah. need to figure out. Uh, but or for I, you, I, this is your second. And for me, it's my first. Well, yes. So, you know, after I thought about myself, I was thinking about everyone else on the show and what that meant. And you run through and it's like, okay, Tim's got a kid. Yeah, I was thinking about him, too. And 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 only because his wife has um, a crazy schedule also. Like, not as crazy, like an odd schedule. Yeah, I don't know her hours. What are they? Morning? Like early, early morning? Like early, early morning. So she goes to bed super early. And so now he's going to be getting home at, you know, seven thirty, eight, eight, probably. And then if there's the after show, then nine. And then you have Jared, who loves to go to the Braves games. Well, Jared's flexible. I mean, and the Hawks game. So what's he going to do though? He's got the game started seven oh seven. You're right. Those are his things, and it will cut into that, and that sucks. And that's why you're not going to get a version of the show that has the traffic cut out because it's like I got to get to. <laughs> To Truist Park. We got to just slop this up. Maybe it'd be yeah. better if it was just released in the morning. But I mean, okay. Me. And then, I know. Then I, me. And we're going to get to you. I'm, I'm just telling you the progression. It's yeah, like, I uh, know. You think about it and then, you know, whatever with Eric, maybe he'll not have excuses. He's to got not... his life set up and he can do anything he wants at any time. Well, then he's, he doesn't, but it's, oh, I was up late for the game last night. I watched football and uh, everyone's so fucking lazy these days. You know what? If I ran a business, I'd set the mandate that you need to be in the office. This right. is outrageous. But I stayed up late and I got drunk and, <laughs> and I can't. Then I'm working from home or I'm not working. Today. I can't. I can't make it to work for my 9 a.m. start time, which is when most people start work. So I'm doing the show yeah. from home. Mm-hmm. So I think there's less of an excuse there. But OK, yes, now we'll finally get to you. And obviously, a lot of people have had the same thought. I was thinking which about it. It's really nice. It's It, it really makes me, uh, I don't know, feel thought of. So I appreciate everybody thinking like, I thought about Autumn and her. It's like, you did? Thank you. <laughs> My God. Well, so I mean, it's, it's people know that you work at the Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. People know that oh, you do my trivia. trivia. My beloved trivia. I feel like you could push that, though, to 730. So that's the thing. So that um, trivia starts at 7. I usually leave my house by 6 to get there by 630 so that I can just be there and then, like, 
announce at 6.45 that we're starting in 10 to 15 minutes, and then we start at 7. Um, if if I, I've asked them to see if we can push it to 7.30, but even if I do that, if I... If if it if the show ends at six fifty six, I gotta run to my car, you know, to get there. And I would get there maybe five minutes before we start. Where is where? What kind of restaurant bar is this? It's a. It's like a. It's a family restaurant. Is there a place, manager's office? Yeah, but there's not really a manager there. It's like the bartenders. I'm just I'm saying sure, that have been there for a billion years. It's also right next to a hotel, and the hotel keeps a lot of people um, that are either from like stranded at BWI, or they um, there are a lot of truckers that stay there because they they like travel in from like there's there's one regular there uh, named Eric who uh, lives in Scranton. And he he uh, comes in every week to like run a business from here, from Maryland, and then he goes home to Scranton. But he stays in that hotel. All right, look, the, the hotel's there. The hotel is internet. You already do the show remotely. Work something out. So then on Mondays, maybe the hotel has a small conference room that's not used. And you set up and you have to do the show there. And then when you're done, you're immediately Ooh. over to the bar. It's not a bad idea. That's the one thing that you have going for you is you already do the show remotely. You're and right. Mm-hmm. I I know that it, you know, that's no, not that's ideal. A, that's a good point. That's not ideal and that stinks. But I was talking to English Nick about it because uh, people were wondering if he's going to be able to be on the show anymore because he's at the station in the mornings right yeah. now. Until that shift gets filled, he's going to go back to middays, but he's not coming back to the station. And he. Yeah, just to do, to barely speak during to- Toodle Pip. <laughs> and he, he, he. <laughs> brought up that he mentioned to Eric, maybe we can record some things and Oh yeah. But no, Eric said, and rightly so it's like, ah, it's going to be kind of hard to fit in the new clock. Oh, because of the traffic and stuff. And maybe that look, that may shift. I don't know. I I know WSB prides themselves on traffic, but the fact everyone's got apps these days, maybe there's an ability to shift some of that, not do as many updates yeah. The number of people who would actually be angry, I think it would be far less than the number of people who would appreciate the fact that the show wasn't being interrupted. I don't think it's as needed. I know, again, that there's a whole department. No, I agree. I don't want people to be out of work. I don't want the skycopter to be decommissioned. No, smiling. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want any of that. But is it needed as often? Do right. like I even before okay, I shouldn't say never, but even before traffic apps. I rarely paid attention to what was being said on traffic. If there was a red alert and it's like, shit's fucked. All lanes are closed. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm I'm changing what I'm going to do. But now you've got advanced warning with Google Maps and Waze and all that shit. Right. I, don't, I don't know yeah. if that's going to shift. But going back to Nick, I said, just do what I do. I joined via CleanFeed, which is a you know, browser-based program. And it creates a pretty clear signal. Obviously, sometimes yep. there's connection issues, but that's internet connection, not not the thing itself. You get a decent microphone and you're good. So I think No, that's a good point. I could I could uh work something out at the restaurant possibly. Yeah, you can do the show from do you do trivia every Monday or the weeks you have the kids you don't do trivia? No, I do trivia every Monday. And my mom watches the kids on 
the Mondays when I have them. All right. So then the next thing is the Yacht Club. Which really, um, I was I was sort of just when I was thinking about the changing and how it was going to be a problem, it, it, it felt like it was going to be a bigger deal. But now it's just that I'm not available on Thursdays or Fridays because we're closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And um, they don't normally schedule me on a Thursday because it's been slow. But now the summer is coming. So I think that they were going to start scheduling me more often on a Thursday. And then I'd be working like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So now I'm just not available on um, Thursdays or Fridays. What was so the... I'm just available two days. I'm available Saturday and Sunday every other week. <laughs> what was the shift that you would work? You you get there by 315. Mm. And then um, we close on Friday and Saturday at 1030. So that's the earliest they open. There's not... Uh... Or 10. I'm sorry, 10. There's not like a brunch <laughs> rush during the week. No, we only... It's a... No, it's... It, I think we open at five uh, normally and then 4.30 on Sundays and that's it. Got it. Yeah. So I really am just, the thing is, is that I'm very popular there. <laughs> no, look, um, we've talked my, before. You may be able to parlay yeah. it in something uh, yes, as a full-time job. They love job. me there, which feels very good. And I love being there just because I feel really good at my job and I am really good at my job. And uh, it's, in my wheelhouse of uh it it like feeds my soul a little bit because i get something from service i guess i don't know why but i do and um it's also real easy to me love, so yeah it's love language acts I know. of service i guess <laughs> which is some bullshit but, that like a blogger made up that everyone grasped onto some person. That's not true. It's. I thought it was a real thing, no, like from I think, a I think psychologist. Was, I think it was just some arbitrary thing, and was like, "Yes, yes, that's it." Uh, uh, except you read some of those, and you're like, "Ooh, that's me." Uh oh, that's me. Well, you can read I don't anything. Want to in this thing you can read anything that breaks uh, personality types down into five different buckets and say, "Oh yeah, that's me." That's why when you read All your right, horoscope, well, then what's wrong with it? When you read your horoscope, because I think people take it very serious. Like this is look, you have to be one of these. This is the only way it goes. Yeah. Gifts are yeah. my love. <laughs> Give me gifts. <laughs> I know that's the worst. I like okay, receiving but anyway, things. So, you don't yes, love uh, me unless you gift me a fucking Lexus at the December to remember sales event. The uh, yacht club. Yes, I am not as available for, and honestly, that's just losing some money. You know, just losing the. the potential I know, but that of stinks. Money. That stinks. Yeah. Um, I looked on average just for this year, and um, it's like three hundred bucks that I'd miss a week. Uh, not every other week. Every other week, that's six hundred dollars yeah. a month. Yeah. So maybe you say to the radio show, "Sorry, I ain't doing Fridays anymore." Well, I did. The first thing I did was talk to someone and said, "You know, this is what I would need more an hour because I can't." Yeah, I, this is what I would need. <laughs> this is the other thing, okay? <sighs> you've been doing the show for 10 years, and you've never really gotten a raise. You've got... You know, I've gotten two... Minuscule bumps. Mini the first one I had to beg for, and it was like, no one's getting a raise this year, but, you know, we figured... Some, it's like... They've all been saying that. Too much for my piddling. Yeah. And then this last one I didn't ask for, which was very... I was grateful for. It just was happening. And 
I'm glad, but also it it's barely anything. What was it? Two percent. I don't remember. It's like from. I don't know. Yeah, it's two like per, two percent of more. nothing though is you know yeah two percent of nothing is nothing. It's a dollar more maybe. <laughs> so, I, so I asked for and and I can't raise my hours. Uh, I can't increase my hours to make up for it because I am part time, and they won't move me to full time. Yeah, whereas everyone else on the show is full time. Are they? Is Jared still full time? Is Jared full? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I thought that that shift had it's. See, like, what the fuck? Do you know what I'm saying? And then, and then, like, I asked for, I was like, the, the, I, I did the math, right? I was like, this is how much I'd be losing. This is how much I would need to make more an hour. And it was just like, no. And at the time, I felt like, okay, because it's just like, okay, I, I, that's not an option. Like, I was just moved it off the table because I was trying to solve problems. I felt like, um, this thing has happened. I got a lot to figure out. So let me figure things out as quickly as I can and as like efficiently as I can. And so when he was just like, no, I was like, okay, okay, next, you know, and now that I've sort of marinated with it over the weekend, I'm a little like, I'm a little disappointed because it's been so long. It hasn't been 10 years. I don't want to speak in hyperbole. It's been like eight years, almost nine that I've been doing the show right from the basement to now. And it's certainly been nine. That was 2014, February. Okay. Then yeah, nine. I always think about it when Ellie, because I was pregnant <laughs> when I started the shows and I know Ellie's turning nine in May. So yes. Okay. Nine years. Um, and maybe with the station officially less time, but it's always been kicked down the road about what they could get for me or what, Ugh, I, I hate even saying that. Um, it's always just been like, you know, you're making a lot, aren't you? I'm like, I guess. Well, for what I do, yeah. And for for the amount of hours that I work, yeah. You know, for what people actually do for a living on, on roofs, you know, like tarring a roof in the summertime. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm fine. But... When it's always just been like, you know, in the future, we're going to, we'll try this and, you know, hopefully this will happen and then you'll get that. It's like, it's just been that for so long. I, it, it's now to me, it feels now it's time for action instead of words. And I don't, I'm not very good at in that moment sort of negotiating because I create what I feel are true connections with the people I'm talking to. And so I believe them when they say they can't do it. And I'm like, okay, well, I know you've got my best interest. It's like, well, well, the truth is they probably can't do it themselves. They and probably can't. There is a mandate, yeah. you know, radio media in general is notorious. Like I'm dealing with it now, mm -hmm. uh, working in new media, not, uh, broadcast media was the first to go. I feel like 2008 was the best thing that could have ever happened to radio companies. And you know, I don't really mean that because I know they lost a lot of money because advertising went away. The first thing that happens in a recession is advertising dollars dry up. So, but they've, they have hung their hat on that. They hung their hat on that for 11 fucking years. And then, and then also COVID. Yeah. Then COVID came. 
Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's the same thing. We have no money. And you've seen it. You've been in radio. You have seen the yeah. dwindling number Absolutely. of people who work in a station. And yes. you know, on my side of things with new media, which was only okay for as long as it was because it was backed by venture capitalists, that my and you know, it also relies on advertising. Venture capitalist money is drying up and advertising has been down and, you know, there have been layoffs and there was a big restructure at my job mm-hmm. and, you know, I got a promotion and I got a raise and I was bumped to director of post-production for audio. I know my last boss, who was director of post before he quit, I know what he was making. Mm-hmm. It was like $137,000 a year. And I was like, okay, yes, we got you your promotion. We got it approved. Nothing like that. It's like I got oh. I got a $9,000 increase, which, look, I'm not going to complain when there are people who, you know, were laid off or people who aren't getting raises. You know, they throw that out there, though, too. So you're saying that you, you got a raise but it didn't equal what the previous person was making at that position. Yeah, they standardized everything and then right. but then they set it up with ranges. Like, no, that's within range. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well you've just made the range different than <laughs> what it was. So That's what I think. You know what? I, I I think that's my mistake is that I am taking it personal and I am treating it personal. Well, but it's like, but oh, you know, what I'm saying here is that's real to an extent. Uh-huh. I just want to finish my thought on that. Like, okay. I say that I'm not going to complain. $9,000 is $9,000. That's yeah. nice. But also, uh, I can. it can be both things. I can say, okay, I'm lucky that I even got that when other people aren't getting anything. But also, it's kind of bullshit. Right. You know, that, that, that's allowed. Um, jumping to, you know, you, the people you're talking to probably don't actually have the capability to get you more money. Just as my boss... I believe her. Like, I don't blame her. I know when we mm-hmm. were talking about that, it's like, okay, there's people making these decisions. That sucks. But the fact that you've been there for as long as you have, that's, that's, and other people on this show have seen increases. And then, you know, I can't speak to it with I don't know if they have. Like, I, I'm assuming that they have. I don't know. It feels as though. I have an endorsement and Tim doesn't. And neither does Jared, which puts me, I guess, maybe back up to where they might be now. I don't know. Maybe sure. that's why they're keeping me low. I mean, that's one of the, the most annoying things, just as a person who's in the orbit of the show, but not there full time. And, you know, I'm not expecting endorsements myself, looking at the endorsement situation and how almost none go to the show. And I know it's been talked about before going to well, people. Well, they who, all, yeah, they, they all, go to the show. Well, some of them go to the show. Yeah, but there's also people who aren't even on the air in any <laughs> re, any real capacity anymore who, who yes. still get a lot of the endorsements. So that was mentioned to me also, saying that you know the person I'm talking to, you know, the program director wants me to have more endorsements, and um, you know, he was saying that I don't know what makes the difference between where the the time slot now and the time slot that is going to change in the for the afternoons, but that I'll be the only female voice. Maybe that's in the afternoons besides like Christina Edwards, but I'm the only female voice at that station that doesn't do the news or the weather. I don't think that Belinda even has her, sh- does she still have her show on What Saturdays? about word on the know. street? 
That's, that's not on WSB. That's that's on at night, I thought. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> still, I mean, you can still make the point. I'm not trying you're to. Right. Dis- I forgot I'm, about word on the street. I'm not trying to dismiss what you were no, saying. No, you're right. That's fine. You know, it's a primetime show. It's a popular show, meaning the doctrine. Yeah. And the fact that the endorsement. But that's always radio's fucking dirty little play. Ah, we can't give you a lot in salary, but we're going to get you endorsements. That's that's what they always fucking do. And look, I believe the program director when he says that he's pushing for that. And hopefully something can come through. Yeah, I hope so, too. But and I, and I know it's not him, but it does make me want to be more. I said I think I texted you about it. It's like I, sh- I want it. It makes me want to play hardball, which I don't even know how to do that. <sighs> It's, you know, because I because I like I said, I do have relationships with these people and I don't want to treat them like that. And I don't want to be like that. But I feel like I've not been like that forever and believed everyone. And and I again, just like how you're saying, I'm not complaining. It's like I do have an endorsement and I am so grateful for that. And it's not like they gave that to me as like pity and that I can barely do it. But they keep me. I do a good job with it. And I like doing it and I'm friends with the person who runs the company and I, I like her a lot and I'm happy to be doing it. However, it is bullshit that other people have endorsements on there that, that, um, like, like you were saying, aren't on the air anymore. And it's bullshit that Tim doesn't have an endorsement and it's bullshit that Jared doesn't have one. Like, why doesn't he do like, why doesn't Tim get to do like basement bullshit, whatever? You know, I, uh, flooded my flooded basement. He literally has a flooded basement when it rains. <laughs> well, it's like Nick literally had a heart attack. And is he going to be able to take over that endorsement? He's not on WSB, I know. But, you know, that was a funny thing I saw on Facebook where it was like, Belanda made a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first sim- symptom of the, uh, yep. a heart attack is death. Luckily, sudden death. My best friend, English Nick. <laughs> And I spoke to Nick about that. And we, you know, he's he's in good spirits and he, he okay. laughed about it. But there are situations where it's like, no, this actually applies to me in my yeah. life. How come we can't make this work? People know who I am. I It's like, it. I can't, I don't know anything about the operation of the sales team there. In my mind, I'd be completely wrong. But I, I think that it's just easier when you have a client who's leaning on someone, you have the money coming in, like an endorsement with Belinda. Like if, if the discussions aren't being had and they keep renewing, it's like, don't rock the boat. And I find it to be somewhat lazy. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, and people get comfortable. And when you're working in sales, granted, you're working on commission. And if you rock the boat right. and something like, goes I'm not away, jeopardize that commission. But I feel as though there's a flip side to that. And if you really put in the time and the effort to sell the show, you could probably make more money. In the long run, but also, and this is—I don't know enough about it to really even—you know, this isn't the thing that I would enjoy doing. But there is a level of schmoozing that needs to happen, Mm -hmm. Uh, relationship building at the very least. And And I'm not there. Well, you're not. Yeah, you're not there. But Eric himself is not someone who's interested in that. And I know that the endorsements are coming to him. So really, why does he care? But for the sake of the show. It would be very helpful if he put in some FaceTime with the sales team. Yeah. That would help everyone overall. And it's mm-hmm. a shame that that doesn't happen. What? I don't what, know if you can play uh, hardball, though. I don't like there's this idea. 
I even I was thinking about it. It's like, well, you know what? I'm gonna, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to quit. I feel like certain people would say, no, you're valuable. But the people who make the financial decisions, I'm like, okay. The show, right. the show doesn't go away if she leaves. And that's no. money off of our book. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a salary off the books. And now we get to save that. It's a, it's a tough situation to be in. It's why. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to play. I don't want to do, I don't want to be that person. I don't, I don't want to put other people in that position. Um, but also like, maybe that's why I'm in this position. Maybe that's why I'm not making more. I mean, there is the side of it, the other side of it in business. It's like if people who don't really push and advocate for themselves do get walked all over. Yeah. And, it's like, and so I don't know. I'm sure it's, you know, a little from column A, a little from, from column B. And like you said, I mean, I, I do trust the people that I talk to in upper management and say, you know, when they say like, I can't do that. It's like, okay. I, I mean, I don't know what, what, I, what I think is also difficult is what I talked about on the last show when I did it by myself, which is my relationship with my dad. And then how, you know, another father figure in my life, <laughs> that relationship has changed a lot also. And um, before I, I don't think that I would have expected anything out of that relationship, that friendship, that like I'm saying the parental figure. And now when I think, no, I should, you know, there should be something more than nothing. And you're just talking about I, Eric, you can say, yeah. And then, and, and when I, when I, when I think of when times like these, like what you're saying about, it would be nice if he maybe spoke and, and schmoozed and um, put some FaceTime in with, with uh, the sales team, or even like explored the possibility of syndication and talk to like Shelly Winters about how he did it and talk to Erickson about, you know, what he did and stuff um get on social media um not because you have to interact with it but play the game you know and and that's fine if he doesn't want to do that i understand social media sucks it's just when i when, when there are these moments when i'm reminded that not only is he the parental figure that i that I, I, I sort of established with my dad and then established with him, with Eric. I'm reminded constantly of he does, no one's, no one's caring about you. They care. They do care. But not in the way that is meaningful in any way. And actually, uh, reflective in any sort of action or it's it's funny you know i think that if if someone pulled him aside and said like talk to me about autumn of course like my dad and him would both you know sing my praises and talk very highly about me but when it comes to interactions when it comes to reciprocation of um, 
what's expected. You know, I feel like there's a lot expected from me, but there's I, I can expect nothing from them um, because once I do, it's taken as like a threat or an insult challenge, a challenge. And that feels like so much poison <laughs> and it's not necessarily their fault. You know, like I said, it's, it's the relationships that I've built. It's just that I've changed, but those interactions continuously, like having me drink this poison, it just feels so hard. <laughs> and then it makes it harder to know how, how to move forward because I want to be, I mean, I, I, I love doing the show. Um, it's fulfilling in a lot of those creative ways when it's magical, it's magical. And that those are amazing. It's just those other times where I'm shut down. I'm not listened to. Um, and then we talk about stuff like this and it's like, Oh yeah, no consideration for me, no consideration for how that affects me. No consideration for, you know, it's like it, it leaves me in this really tough position of I don't know how to move forward because if I move away from it because it feels like poison <laughs> then I'm not just moving away from a job I'm moving away from like relationships and you've seen what happens when you move away from it it's like you're it's constantly held against you forever that you didn't become the producer of the Von Hessler doctrine and I still maintain that that was the correct choice absolutely it was the correct choice but I wouldn't want to hear that from a friend for 20 plus years. It also wasn't you know? personal. Yeah, it wasn't a personal thing. No, but of course, but it is a personal thing for him. You know, thinking about knowing the state of radio, it's like I would be in the spot you're in. Yes. And knowing, you know, with the age difference and Eric doing this and then retiring and that gets closer and closer, it's like I'll still be relatively young. And it's like, when, what happens after that? That was my thought process. With absolutely, it's like then where do I go in radio? Because just and because you were part of a successful show, doesn't mean that there's a job for you after the fact. There's not one waiting. And also, you know, this show is unique. It's people who've known each other for a long time. And sure, mm -hmm. you can jump in uh, on a different show, and you can start to grow that relationship. But you know, it's not the same. No, it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a hard place to be in. Um, and then and again, yeah, go ahead. I want to say, and then with your kids with the shift. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so the way I handled that um, was I, I'll have so much time in the mornings, I guess, <laughs> like in the afternoon, the early afternoons. I'm still going to make dinner for them. Um, but when I pick them up from school, they'll come home and then I'll send them on their way to my parents' house with dinner. And so my parents don't have to worry about get, making them dinner. Um, or I'll, I'll bring it over to my parents' house and then get the, you know what I'm saying? So like the dinner will be taken care of. Um, I just, and then they'll walk home at seven o'clock or I'll go get them at seven. So that's kind of fine, but it does cut into my time with them and I only get them every other week. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is certainly cutting into the time. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say quickly, I feel this stuff, you know, it isn't Eric's job to take care of me. Um, part of my issues are my own 
because they are with my dad and my relationship with my dad. And Eric just was a father figure for me, I guess. And for you at some point, it's just a different type of thing. Um, mm. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't similar. He wasn't, I wouldn't say father figure. It was more like we were friends. Obviously we were all friends, but I think my relationship with him was more like mentor, mentee. Well, what's a father figure? I mean, there's, there's aspects of that, but there's a professional, you know, level. There's a, uh, when you get into your career. Right. I don't know why it's important for me to draw that distinction, but that's okay. You know, I, I think that my relationship with him, uh, was a lot of me feeling like I know how to not bother him. I know how to like finesse a lot of things and he probably really liked that. And then once I sort of, once I changed stopped finessing, he was like, what the fuck's wrong with autumn? <laughs> you know? I mean, you do push sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's wrong or well, right. I don't do it on purpose. Uh, are you sure? Not sometimes, on purpose. Sometimes. No. The only time I push is like when he says he doesn't like something, um, uh, like a wordplay or something, and then I'll push on purpose. But mm. other times I'm not pushing on purpose. The times that he thinks, or maybe the times you're talking about are when I'm trying to be heard. I'm trying to be understood, and he's refusing to try and understand. And then I push, I guess. But it's not like I'm going to try and piss him off. It's also not, it's not, you know, I don't say that to be critical. I just, okay. sometimes just I listen, and it does feel like, you're like, all right, you're doing some of this on purpose. You're going. It's, yeah, stuff like that is never on purpose. It's It really is. And that was before, too. I think um, when I sort of had a little bit of a sh- mental shift about all of that, uh, it got a little bit easier to not uh, make him understand because I finally realized, like, there is no making him understand. So it's just, okay. <laughs> but even those, like, that that's a little bit of poison for me. You know, it's like, that's just another reminder of, like... <sighs> not what you thought i mean the biggest thing is like you were making steps so much of your life income was reliant on the show yeah and you're taking steps to separate a bit or at least offset some of that so it could still exist but it didn't have to dominate as much as your uh, brain space Mm -hmm. head space whatever the term is and then the shift, it's such a weird thing. It's only, we're talking about three hours a day. I know, it's just three hours, but it's a critical three hours. It is. It, it yeah. just falls into a zone where yeah. anything else that was set up is now affected by the shift. And it's like, sorry, you got, um, you know, how many, you have nine, whatever. It's, it's really just... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days to figure it out. Good luck. I mean, Can yes. Can you help it, me it out at all? Nope. That came pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's interesting that nobody else knew. I Again, I don't know the way it went down. Like I said, I know that there were discussions about this for several months. Yeah. Eric was involved in those. But I don't. I can't say that like he knew that that's ultimately no, he, what they were I mean, I, don't, I guess I'm a, he knew. For how long do you know? I don't know, but I mean, he told us like he knew, but 
they had told him to keep it quiet. And so he respected that, which I totally understand. Like he has to have that relationship with them. He has to keep that relationship fine. I, I get it. I feel like everyone could have been trusted though. Like to me, I didn't need to know, but like anyone else on the show on a full-time basis, whose lives were going to change you know, a week is pretty <laughs> quick. It's like, okay, here we are. Yeah. Yep. So, it's uh, it's a lot of feelings at once, which is really hard. You know, it's it's like optimism. You know, like I'm not against. You know, I'm not against it. I hope that it does sort of make the show. I don't know, different and therefore better. Maybe like they're saying is like increases our uh, uh, what is it called? Um, uh, visual or something? What's it called? Visibility. <laughs> you know. Uh, hopefully we do get more endorsements from say, I don't know. I, I hope all those things are true. It's just, okay, I got to do a lot of shit now to switch this around, but it's, it's so, it's so hard. Cause you, like you keep saying too, it's like, I'm not complaining, <laughs> <laughs> well, can be but both. I am complaining. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's both. I feel grateful and also fuck things are subjective and you know the way you're setting up your life again even i felt a certain way about it i was not i was i felt weird and i i didn't know what it meant in the room was all like yeah all right we're excited i was like yeah okay okay i wasn't uh okay i wasn't around excited not nothing i'm just like fuck now i got a lot to do i saw the video that was posted and it's funny to read the comments because listeners of both shows like seem to fucking hate it (laughs) The ninety yeah. percent of people are like this is dumb. This sucks. And I don't you know, want politics on my drive home. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to hear millennial match game in the morning. It's it's wild. It's, it, people just don't like change. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Some of the people then go in, you know, with their criticisms online. Like I'm going to tell you why <laughs> this isn't working. It's like okay. There's a lot of conspiracy too. <laughs> like Eric doing all that shit talking about management, and then. They switched him as a punishment, you know. Well, look, they're uh, you don't you don't get away with that kind of stuff. There are repercussions, yeah. but I don't think it's th- this is not it because ultimately, for whatever reason, it feels like I understand how it could feel like is like is that a is it a punishment? Is that a bad thing? Any other radio mm-hmm. station, you move from middays again to afternoons, like oh, that's that yes, that's a promotion. It's yeah. just strange. And it's true. It WSB. is during actual drive time as opposed to not. But I mean, it's it is different now. It's not people aren't just uh, stuck or listening in their cars. You can do what anything in your car. You can listen to anything you want. And you don't have to listen live. You can listen whenever you want. You can hear those old traffic updates that aren't edited out. <laughs> I hope they're edited out when the podcast is released. <laughs> it, it wouldn't. It's not that difficult. You're going to edit out the commercials anyway, right? So. Do I, they stop recording during the. No, I guess they can record the commercials too. No, the show's just recorded one continuous file. Then you chop it so up. So Jared, Jared chops it up. Maybe George does. I don't know who does it these days. Yeah, I don't know either. I think. Oh, yeah. Jared. What happens to George? George is moving with us. Okay. Because we all wanted to keep our people like Longoria wanted to stay with Aram. We wanted to keep, to keep George. That's good. I didn't even think about George. 
I was really glad that we were keeping George because I really like George a lot. Yeah. Earlier when I said I was going through the show and thinking of everyone, I didn't think of George for a oh, second. Oh, not even George. Look, I, I like, didn't think of Nick. I like I like George. <laughs> yeah. I, have, you know, I forgot about uh, Nick. He came to New York. I hung out with him. I, I get along with him. Mm-hmm. At Jared's wedding. Yeah, George, he's a fun dude. George and I spent time together. But uh, before he went on the dance floor alone and you thought he was going to try to hit on people, but he didn't. He's fun. <laughs> it was it was interesting, but good. I'm glad he moved too. And you didn't think mm-hmm. of Nick. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of Nick. Well, the remote thing. Asshole. The remote thing is it's doable. And I think for Thank you, you for that advice. That's really smart. I, mean, I, I also got the idea for uh, you know, making dinner ahead of time and like sending it with my with Travis cuz I called him and I was like, "What am I going to do? Oh my god, I'm trying to figure it out." A big shift for only what amounts to 15 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. And a big shift. Uh, yeah. For that small, uh, what is seemingly small change is actually, I'm losing a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Well, hopefully hope I, you know, I hope an endorsement can come your way. I hope something yeah. can offset it. You need to become a micro influencer. You need to do, go on a real push for your social media. And get that oh, in- yeah. get that Instagram up to fifty thousand. You need to hit what it hard. I, what am I micro influencing? Oh, once you get to fifty thousand, then uh, you know the brands come out and they say, "Hey, create this post." Like my my tummy time, my flat tummy tea. My tummy is so flat because of this tea. Yeah, and then you have Cheez Its right under it. I eat yes. Cheez Its nonstop. It's all I eat for breakfast and lunch and dinner. Oh my god! If Cheez Its came to me. I would be beside myself. But they don't come to radio, but you know what they go to? Social. You Cheez Its, reach out. Anybody in, anybody in no, the you don't have a, You don't have industry. a following yet. You don't have the following yet. Uh, and if we can get this show to 10,000 downloads a, a month, uh-huh. then uh, we have the opportunity to do live reads here. We were close. And then probably. Who, who gives us the live reads? Podbean? Yeah, I, I, I think there is more of a push when you're like, oh, this show is a little more legit. Look at these numbers. Yeah. Okay. I think we, uh, hopefully. I think we got to 86 a month. Oh, so close. I know. It's a, in the, I always go back and forth on that. It's like, is that a lot? It's like, I guess compared to other it's podcasts. a lot. Uh, compared to other podcasts, most podcasts, yeah. it's a lot. But in the scheme of things, not that much. I mean, I think it's a lot. I feel like some people just get like 200. True, you no, you're, you're right. Like even the top podcasts, yeah, uh, you know, where I work, there's a lot of popular podcasts and I have access to all the metrics and you look mm-hmm. at the top ones and look, this is nothing to turn your nose up to, but it's like 230,000 downloads for an episode. And it's like, okay, like that, I would be very, 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 very happy with those numbers. That's a lot. Yeah, but in the scheme of the world or even just the country, it's like, okay, <laughs> that's not that much. Well, that's like TikTok where you say where you see like these, you know, tens and twenties and thousands of people or more who are into this one thing on TikTok. And then you mention it to somebody else and they're like, I, I haven't seen that. Like what? <laughs> it's all over my TikTok. And, you know, it's got like 60,000 likes Yeah, <laughs> and other people have no idea. I've never seen it. I mean, it is very targeted these days. Uh, 200,000 people is still 200,000 people, so an advertiser, there's some value there. 
You're not going to yeah. throw as much money at it like the Super Bowl when you've got the captive audience of millions. I get it, but like to me yeah. as an advertiser, it feels weird. I'm like, oh, that's a, a two hundred thousand. Okay, because what are the percentages of success with advertising? You get three oh, percent. Yeah, I guess I, I guess three percent still three percent. That's and just a lot a- of it too is just keeping them in your mind. Is like I I never thought I needed this before, but I need this thing and like what's the one company I know? And it's because of that sort of seed they planted during a Super Bowl with yeah, their when, funny commercial. When it finally pops up. Right. I guess some people react and go out in the moment, but yeah, you're right. Most people are like, oh, I need this thing now. I, I need cash now. Call JG. I never knew. I was, you know, I got a settlement and then uh, I don't want to get the payout. I want it right now. So I'm <laughs> going to call JG. Wait, wait. They're going to take a shitload of it and fuck me. <laughs> I do want to say, you know, I'm feeling a little insecure about my honesty and my openness. Why? What do you think someone's going to listen and you're going to get in trouble? I... I, I to, to me, out of all the things you said, the most incriminating is that you liked listening to Hannity. <laughs> okay. That's the worst. Well, I revealed a lot about my sort of feelings and stuff with Eric, and I, I don't know how comfortable I feel about, you know. As you were saying it, I was thinking, what if Eric listened to this? I know. Chances are he won't. But if he did, I don't think it's anything out of line. Nothing was said that no. you know, was disparaging. No, it, it it's my thing. It's my issue. And I know that, but it still, it affects me because I'm me and I'm inside of me. So what am I supposed to do? Ugh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this, you know. <gasps> Greg, we didn't talk about your trip to Ireland. Oh, the people don't give a shit about that right now. <laughs> okay. We talked about what people wanted to hear. We all can right, get we'll we can get to part episode. two of my trip to Ireland at a later date. Okay. <laughs> Since I did the show alone. <laughs> Six weeks later. Yeah, but it's like, come on, nobody give nobody cared. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, tell a friend. Get our get our numbers up so we can do some live so we can interrupt your favorite podcast with live reads. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>